Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Ready for a doozy? Ah, I like it. I like me a doozy. It was the play story in the uh, Star Tribune today on the uh, Minnesota section cover, page one. Okay, was that Co- oh, Kofi was on the front page? Pardon? Kofi Annan was on the front page. Yeah, I see Melvin had a chance to be there. Yeah, I, Mel, we haven't seen Melvin. What did Kofi Annan get at McAllister? A wall or a uh, building the, named after well, him? Well, the Ruth Dayton Stricker or whatever, that building has been up for... Um, is that in, is that, in uh, is that Dayton as in Dry Goods Emporium? Yes. Do you think? I yes, don't know. It is. I don't it know. Is. And that, that building in his honor has been up for a couple of years. Well, they just changed the name then, huh? It's right across from the Garrison's bookstore. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, listen to this. In the heart of Minneapolis Somali community, tensions of tenants of the Cedar High Public Housing Complex gathered by the dozens Monday night to hear how the city planned to better keep them safe. The answer, a six-foot-high fence, a new new key fob access, and 17 security cameras. Now, just pay close attention here. Okay. To a standing room only crowd of residents, Mayor Jacob Fry, City Council Member Abdi Warsami, and representatives from the Minneapolis Public Housing Authority detailed their plans for an $825,000 security upgrade around the four building complex. The project, which will be funded through the Housing Authority, that, that's your money. Right. I thought they were going to. Uh... Pay for it by just building more bike lanes. That's tax money. That's not the housing authority doesn't have any money. That's money you people provide the housing authority. Uh. Came in response to years of concerns from residents who say it's been too easy for intruders to enter their community and hurt or steal from them. It's not a perfect solution, but we do think it will uh, help in safeguarding the residents of this complex, many of whom have expressed fear and some actual assaults due to the fact that this complex is so open, said Mary Alice Smalls a regional property manager who oversees those buildings. We would like to make it a lot harder for people to assault our residents inside this building and inside this campus. I'm not assaulting anybody over there, are you? No, heavens no. Nor am I taking anything. Built in the 60s and 70s, the Cedar High Apartment Complex comprises four apartment buildings located in the Cedar Riverside neighborhood near the corner of Cedar and 6th Street South across the street from the Ralph Rapson Design Riverside Plaza High Rises. The 539 units, mostly single-bedroom, are largely occupied by the area's Somali community, and the meeting was translated to uh, English, Somali, and Korean. Korean. Uh, Several residents expressed concern that the complex has been open to unwanted guests. Unwanted guests. Meaning? Who want to prey on its large population of elderly people. One man said his car has been broken into repeatedly in the parking lot, including last week, and asked the city to provide better security while it is constructing the new security updates. 
You hanging in here? Yeah. Are you starting to pick up some ironies? Get inside my head. There's a couple of vacant lawn chairs. Okay. And sit down and see if you can figure out where I'm going with this. I, I know got where you're the gerbils going. on the wheel already right. here. Uh, Gerald, uh, uh, another uh, gal said the scariest part of her day is getting to the nearby light rail. Uh, okay. Uh, Greg Roos, uh, Russ, uh, executive director of the Housing Authority, assured the tenants that the authority is invested in its mission to keep them safe. This is our job uh, to keep these homes intact, to work in partnership with the city. Blah, 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 blah. Fry, who identified affordable housing as his number one priority in his first term, said that the security upgrades came in response to community activists raising concerns about safety. Hmm. These charges uh, changes are happening because public housing residents spoke out and called for the change, Fry said. So they really deserve the credit in spearheading this initiative. Uh, Frey earned loud applause by giving his opening remarks in Somali. Huh. So, so he knew it was fluent. It's fantastic. He said a commitment to making housing affordable also means making sure every single person has a safe and affordable place to go home at the end of the day. I guess if you're Justine DeMond, you're on your own over in South Minneapolis when you come out in the alley. Right. I guess you're on your own. Right. But if you're in the Cedar Riverside complex, the city has an obligation bend over to backwards. keep you safe. Yeah. Uh, the mayor thanked members of the crowd for raising concerns that drove the security project and invited tenants to call his office with more input on how they can be, how we can help keep you safe. You could stick the word America or the United States into this story every time the phrase the apartment complex was used, and it would be a macro story. Dear God. What? They're building a wall. Mm hmm. Here, listen to this irony and hypocrisy. Yeah. Here you've got the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry. And his ideological ilk, when they get into the salon, they're adamantly opposed to any immigration reform. They're adamantly opposed to anything resembling a wall. They're adamantly opposed to anything the current presidential administration wants to do in terms of restricting immigration. They're adamantly opposed to determining who or who cannot become a citizen of this country. They're definitely for Minneapolis being a sanctuary city. Come one, come all. Right. But we're going to build a wall around this particular apartment complex, provide 17 new security cameras, and give everybody a key fob to the tune of uh, $825,000 of public money. This doesn't add up. Or it Somebody, up some euphorian, call me and tell me how I've taken that out of context. I don't think they can. Here's it. Here, let's see here. Um, you could you could substitute uh, several residents express uh, several citizens express concerns that America has been open to unwanted guests who want to prey on the large populations of elderly people. Well, I just read that instead of several residents express concerns that the complex has been open to unwanted guests. Would you please tell me when they get in the salon? And they come up with their Mysterian BS. Why doesn't it apply to this uh, Somali community? Uh, they're just, you know, they're, they're just not regular. Well, who in God's name is preying on the, the Somali community? Maybe other yeah. Somalis? I don't know. But you don't want walls, Fry. You and right. your ideological right. ilk. You don't want any, you want to, you got your arms wide open. 
because you are, uh, you know, you've drank the Kool Aid. You're you're all on board. You're a you're a full fledged certified Mysterian. Then how in the hell do you go to a privately owned or a, you know essentially where private people have their residences and you say yes we agree with you that in order to keep you safe we should build a six foot wall you can call it a fence B as in B S as in S we're going to build a six foot wall around your place here we're going to install more and more cameras and we're going to give you a key fob so you're really going to be specially safe because that's our obligation to keep you safe but when it comes to this country they don't give a rat's ass they don't they can't put two and two together. Wow. And I'm not at all suggesting, I always have to do this for the euphorians. No disclaimer. The, the euphorians. So sure he wants a wall built around that what country. Want? No, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not no. even necessarily a wall guy. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if you're pointing out the hypocrisy. If, yeah. If you don't have, uh, if you don't have laws, regulations and perimeters, then you really don't have much of a country. And I think a lot has to be done to establish those safeguards. But these people are all opposed to me just saying that. Right. They're completely opposed right. to it. But in there, they do they even get their own irony? Do they even understand it? No, they can't see the forest for the trees. It's getting to the point too where, you know, I suppose we get called Jake. You think people call him Jake, Jacob Fry? Uh, maybe. Nah, he seems like a Jacob. Yeah, I don't know. But you, do I really want to hear his BS? I mean, I just I just read the quotes. What what would I hear differently? Uh, but it's astounding to me, it's astounding to me that this is right there. It's staring you in the face on the front page of the paper. The very people you elect, in this case in Minneapolis, which considers itself very progressive, so they flock to the polls and make sure we get another progressive in there, just like Betsy Bicycle. And you applaud everything they do. You applaud their positions on immigration and building walls and safeguarding America's safety against unwanted guests or criminal guests or what have you. Not that all guests are criminal. Okay, there's my disclaimer for you. Got it. I get that. Well, what are you going to do? Are you just going to sit on your hands now and let your mayor uh, come down out of the salon with his buddies and say, you know what, we're going to spend almost a million dollars a year money to uh, put up a wall around this, this Somali apartment complex. How do you how do you square this? <laughs> it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. How do you point it out to them so they realize it? Yeah, it well, they won't realize it. They'll just deny it. They'll say, no, it's completely different. Greg? Hey, Joe. Yeah. Well, you know, I look at a piece of paper as an opportunity. Yep. You do because you're an artist. Maybe building a blank canvas for all the graffiti artists in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It'd be a great cultural experience. You mean put one up over there? Sure. That's Keep... what the fence will become. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. Oh, my God. So you just come and tag it. Thank you, sir. That's right. Yeah. Thank See you. Yep. Greg Holcomb, Garage Logics artist. Well, we ain't done yet. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Stay tuned for more. Oh, no. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. No, one more time. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. Ready? Got my orange crush. I, I've got something here that I'm surprised has come out of the academy. Oh. 
It's a study. Studies are always problematic. Right. A recent study determined that climate change skeptics. Climate change skeptics. Like a, a great denier. Which would be us. Yep. Tend to be more eco-friendly than those most concerned about climate change. Ooh. I don't. I do not find this surprising. By the way, listen Neither to this. A recent study, and this isn't a study conducted by talk show hosts. This is coming from the Academy. Okay. A recent study conducted by Cornell and the University of Michigan has researchers baffled. Of course, they're baffled. Always baffled. After finding that climate change skeptics were more likely to engage in sustainability efforts in their everyday lives than global warming alarmists. Entitled, Believing in Climate Change but Not Behaving Sustainably, Evidence from a One-Year Longitudinal Study, and published in the Journal of Environmental Psychology, the study of 600 people divided participants into three groups in accordance with their beliefs. Those who were either highly concerned about climate change, Cautiously worried or skeptical. I'd add a fourth group. Mm. Complete denial. <laughs> okay. A, B, C, and D. Researchers concluded that those respondents who identified as highly concerned were most supportive of government climate policies, but least likely to report individual level actions. Whereas the skeptical opposed policy solutions, but were most likely to report engaging in individual level pro-environmental behaviors. In other words, GLers, who are instinctively right. conservationists last droppers, and last droppers. Right, uh, conservationists. While the researchers expressed their surprise at the outcome, the paper speculated that these results suggest that different groups may prefer different strategies for addressing climate change. Thus, belief in climate... Yeah, I'm, I'm Brad, I'm... I'm uh, uh, Leonard DiCaprio, uh, I'm just going to throw my can out the window, but I'm going to tell you that you're wrong for, uh, for Leo. Not, yeah. Leo, no, 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 no. I'm going to throw my can out the window of my Lear jet, right? Right. Well, as I'm traveling to the uh, symposium peace offering, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the researchers expressed their surprise at the outcome. The paper speculated that these results suggest that different groups may prefer different strategies for addressing climate change. Thus, belief in climate change does not appear to be a necessary or sufficient condition for pro-environmental behavior, indicating that changing skeptical American minds need not be a top priority for climate policymakers. In other words, you don't have to worry about us. We're already taking care of the earth. It's you morons who aren't. <laughs> right. It's your morons that are parking your yachts on coral reefs in the Grand Caymans. It's you morons in your private Lear jets that fly across the country to get a pizza in New York. And then you want to bitch and moan to the rest of the people out there trying to make a living about what you think the climate should be. It's about Al Gore having a house that consumes 21 times more electricity than the average house. What about a guy that'll fly to New York for lunch? I've heard about that. Oh. My friend uh, at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Jacobs of Pacific. Tom Jacobs of Pacific Standard addressed the disconnect between attitudes and behavior on climate change. He asserts that conservatives tend to value the actions of individuals over those of the state. Hear, hear. Saying of skeptics, so while they may assert disbelief in order to stave off coercive actions by the government, many could take pride in doing what they can do on a personal basis. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that 
they might as well have called, called these people garage logicians. Well, I'm you're a, describing I'm a, them for sure. I'm an excellent recycler. And you were on the map before it was even on the map. Love to break down my cardboard. Yeah. And, and why? Why did you do that Makes sense instinctively before? It, uh, it made sense. I, well, I grew up in the industry. Remember my first oh, yeah, that's right. I'm a cardboard guy. So uh, I, I know all about cardboard and how it's made. And, and uh, Okay, wait, wait. Industry. Let me in. Let me in. Yeah. You didn't, because I know people will do this. You didn't like the fact that if you just had a box mm-hmm. and you put it in the trash, mm-hmm. it would occupy space and it would disrupt the uh, uh, the, the clean flow of, of trash or, or recycling. Okay, whatever you said, I'll, I'll accept. But it, I think it's... I it wasn't efficient. I don't think you have to make it that complicated. I, I think if you can make me a lawn chair out of some used plastic milk jugs, I'm on board. That's a great product, too. I'm on board. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. Uh, if you can make new beer cans out of my old beer cans... Have at it. And I think that's great. And yeah. in fact, what we're seeing, to, you mentioned beer cans. Most of the beer industry is now shifting towards aluminum cans when it was previously thought that, well, just so much better in the bottle. Not so, No, not so anymore. Let's cut it down to this observation, which purely is, uh, is not empirical whatsoever. It's anecdotal. Years ago, I began to notice that signs in the window still supporting the late Paul Wellstone were in the windows of homes invariably that did not get shoveled after a snowstorm. Got it. Right. And the theory I began to develop is, well, you are the people that were counting on the likes of uh, the late great Paul Wellstone to increase the government role in your lives. Make that analogous to climate change. The people who, who most fret about climate change want the government to do something about it, and it doesn't occur to them to take their own actions. That's why I told you my one and only hero is Pedro Luca, the hermit that lives down in Argentina. That's the only guy Speaks who can lecture me about, uh, about global warming. The only guy in the world. He's the only guy. He's never used a drop of electricity. He's never used a drop of city water. He's never used a drop of gasoline. He's never used a drop of oil. Nothing. Lives off the land in a cave. See, and that's even, I have, you know, uh, old Polish great aunts who in Winoni talk about recycling, would recycle beer cans and they would make a beer can hat out of it. They would knit the well, beer can together. Well, not only that, together. they were way ahead of the curve in taking their own cloth bags to the supermarket. Yes. Mm-hmm. We got some of those old beer can hats. You if got you knitted one? GLers are not in. waiting for John Marty or Dan Hall or Donald Trump or anyone else to tell me how to conduct myself to best husband the environment. GLers already do that because it makes sense, and GLers are in touch with nature. Like this, in touch. That's right. Nature. Make me one with everything. Hey, this is how we radio. This is how we radio. This is how we radio. (laughs) You know? We're going to be back shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business. To protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated, it's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now. Hey, I have a recycling question for I'm you. I'm here for you. Okay. Are you familiar with crumb rubber? No. 
It's the uh, rubber that you get when you grind up tires. And oh, yeah, okay. Take, yeah. Yeah. Why are we not doing that with every single tire that comes off a car these days? Because it's thought to contain too many toxins. Oh, okay. I mean, what you is can... It? It's dangerous for the kids on the playground. You well, have you, that you, school of thought. No, I forgot about the kids. Yeah. It's always about the kids. Gotta go for the kids. Mm, what stupid. is it called, Bruce? Crumb Cr- rubber. Crumb rubber. Oh, you look gr- it up on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, Ground you can, up tires. You can oh. pour it into like asphalt, and it makes the roadway a little bit better and playgrounds and stuff like that. But I mean, it's just it seems to me a no-brainer. But again. The stupid kids. Uh, we are looking at uh, a down day today, but not too bad. The The stock market has been wavering all throughout the day as investors keep an eye on what President Trump will say about Iran. Right now, stocks are lower, but the losses have been trimmed quite a bit. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 19 points. The NASDAQ Composite off 9, and the S&P 500 is down just 4 points. Americans are getting bigger, and retailers are now starting to take notice. As they face growing competition from e-commerce companies, brick-and-mortar stores can no longer afford to ignore plus-size shoppers. Chains including Nordstrom, REI, and Target are boosting their plus-size offerings and displaying the clothing right next to standard sizes breaking with a practice of segregating larger sizes in a separate department often in the back of the store the chains are adding larger mannequins and some are showcasing plus size models on their websites by the end of the year target will carry plus size swimsuits athletic gear and lingerie next to regular size items in those categories in 300 of its stores up from about 150 now government health statistics Garage Logic Segment Number 8. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Cloudy, uh, still some light right around parts of the Twin Cities and 66 degrees. Twins and Cardinals playing down in St. Louis this afternoon. Right now, the Twins are in control. It's the top of the seventh. Twins have a 7-1 to lead. Jake Odorizzi started for the Twins. He went five innings, gave up one run. Robbie Grossman with a two-run double for the Twins. Eddie Escobar with a two-run home run. And uh, Eddie Rosario with a couple of hits at this point. Don't jinx us, Johnny. I'm just glad they didn't pinch hit uh, for Kepler against that lefty. Like all the sabermetric seam heads want us to do. You think lefty's good this year? He's again, as I said. Right. How is oh, a young guy sarcastic? supposed to learn how to hit uh-huh. against left-handed yeah. pitching if you never allow him to hit against yeah, left-handed he's pitching? He's doing it this year, so yeah. get her done. Do it every game. Dierman. Everybody knows the rules. Timberwolves announced today that the team has uh, accepted the resignation of assistant coach Rick Brunson effective immediately. Uh, John Krasinski of the Athletics says uh, the reason for the resignation: quote. Improper interaction with several women while on the job. Brunson, who also worked huh. for head coach Tom Thibodeau in Chicago, joined the staff in Minnesota prior to the 2016-17 season. This would make him qualified for government. He was former <laughs> Temple standout, played for a number of NBA and other professional teams during a playing career that lasted from 1995 to 2006. All these guys that are accused of this stuff, I, I don't. Where do they get the time? <laughs> You like the Schneiderman guy. He's the attorney general of a state. What has he got time to play? Let's dress up and I'll pretend I'm a you know a fire eating dragon or something. Right. Damn thing. Fire eating dragon. Whatever yeah, the hell he that's does. That's what you do, huh? Oh. Okay. That's what you're into, huh, Joe? You know about that one too? Yeah. <laughs> News Let's <laughs> eat some fire. <laughs> News notes from today, the West St. Paul police. What is wrong with you? 
West St. Paul Police Department said it continues to investigate a disturbance that resulted in shots being fired last night. In a release this morning, the department said it all happened about 10 after 7 last night on the 1100 block of Charlton Street. An officer was in the area when he heard gunfire. He learned there was a disturbance outside a home on the street and the home had been hit by bullets. Mm. The release said the participants fled the area in vehicles, one of which, a 2012 Chevrolet pickup, crashed into a tree at Smith Avenue South and Butler Avenue West. The truck then continued north on Smith Avenue South, came to a stop in front of the Dodway Shopping Center, engulfed in flames due to the crash. According to the press release, two male occupants of the truck ran away on foot. Police thought one of them was carrying two handguns, but those weapons have not yet been recovered. One occupant of the vehicle, a 24-year-old Oakdale man, arrested about a block away. He's in custody in the Dakota County Jail. The release said an extensive search for the handguns was mounted last night and this morning, but they still haven't found them. Police are asking residents and business owners from Butler Avenue West to Bernard Avenue West and from Smith Avenue South to Ohio Street to check their property for firearms. No injuries were reported in the incident. The matter remains under investigation. Dakota County Attorney Jim Baxter has announced 35-year-old Jacob Andrew Bertrand, who was an ordained Catholic priest in the Roman Catholic Diocese of San Diego, has been sentenced after pleading guilty to criminal sexual conduct. In January, Bertrand pled guilty to one count of third-degree criminal sexual conduct that happened in 2010. According to the charges, the woman came forward to report that she had had sexual contact with Bertrand during a private mass held at her home in Mendota Heights. That's usually not part of the mass, is it, John? It really isn't. No, no. not in my history. After the act, he told her they had, quote, fulfilled the second holiest sacrifice next to Jesus and Mary on Calvary. According to the release, Bertrand received a stay of uh, education. Adjudication. Oh, God, I practiced this. Thank you, adjudication. Found it out. Well, I did out there, but it didn't work in here. Of sentence and was placed on probation for 10 years, ordered to pay a fine of $1,000. He'll have to undergo a sex offender assessment and follow through with any recommended therapy and counseling. As part of the plea agreement, the second count of third-degree criminal sexual conduct was dismissed. Okay. And okay. no more mass at home. <laughs> okay. I don't think that that should have taken place. Okay. Yes. So that, that's the limb I'm out on. Yep. It's okay. pretty sturdy. But yep. would, did she... Uh, prevent, uh, present evidence that she was forced into this uh, situation? I mean, what's the deal here? Why yeah, did this I, come to light? I, I don't know. She During came... mass, that would be a very Well, what I mean, if she was a willing participant, why why are we hearing about this? Uh, well, if he had the street creds of Money, being a priest, I guess. Money? The street creds. I mean, that, I mean, that a law would have been broken, correct? I have no idea. Oh. I don't know either. If she was a willing participant, why would the law be broken? Yeah. And now you've got me wondering. No, but I mean, because he would be in a position of counseling oh, or like oh, a, I the, see the teacher sure. thing. Or, or Sure. Much like a doctor or right, something. Right. Same kind of thing. Right. Maybe okay. that's how they got that the That must hook. be it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How's that, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Well, I better not. You should stay right, right there. Stay right in the boat. Use yeah. the short one. Right. President Trump... <laughs> President Trump moved forward today with his campaign promise to pull out of the 2015 nuclear agreement with Iran. He made the announcement from the White House where he denounced the deal as defective at its core. The president said the 2015 agreement that included Germany, France, and Britain was a horrible, one-sided deal that should never have been made. 
He added the U.S. will be instituting the highest level of economic sanction. Moments after the president announced that, Iranian President Hassan Rouhani said he's ordered the foreign minister to negotiate with other countries in the nuclear deal. In a national address from Tehran, Rouhani said there's a short time to negotiate with other world powers to keep the deal in place and that if negotiations fail, the Islamic Republic will enrich uranium, in his words, more than before in the coming weeks. The nuclear agreement had lifted most U.S. and international sanctions against Iran. In return, Iran agreed to restrictions on its nuclear program, making it impossible to produce a bomb along with rigorous inspections. French President Emmanuel Macron said today that France, Britain and Germany regret the president's decision to quit the deal. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office is now investigating those allegations of violence against women by New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman. He resigned, as Joe told you, just hours after accounts of abuse by four women. It was a swift and stunning fall for a Democrat who had held himself out as a champion of women and a foil to President Trump, who pledged to use his office to hold others accountable for abusing their power. Women described being slapped and choked, verbally abused and threatened by Schneiderman. The abuse often happened during what was supposed to be romantic encounters, but the women said the violence was not consensual. The 63-year-old Schneiderman implied in a statement his conduct was either welcomed by the women or was not, as they described. A bizarre story from South Carolina. A mom and her two young children died after their car hit an alligator on Interstate 95 in South Carolina. Huh? Orangeburg County Chief Deputy Coroner Sean Fogel said 24-year-old Amber Stanley, her 4-year-old son Jack, and 2-year-old daughter Autumn all died from burns after their car hit a tree and caught fire after hitting the alligator. Iowa Patrol Lance Corporal Judd Jones said the alligator was crossing the northbound lanes near Interstate 26 exit when Stanley's Kia Soul hit the animal about 12.50 in the morning on Monday. Fogel said the family was from Callahan, Florida. They were traveling. The woman and her kids are survived by Josh Stanley, who is Amber's husband. Mm. Dish Network Corporation today reported first quarter revenue and profit that were lower than what most Wall Street analysts predicted. Their shares falling about one 1.1%. Uh, shares of Dish have now dropped 29% since the beginning of the year, as key growth signals have slowed for the satellite television provider. The stock has decreased 45% in the last year. We have a new Ebola outbreak. No. Uh-huh. What is it? Can we can we fix it? 17 people in Northwest Democratic Republic of Congo have died from mm. Ebola, according to the health ministry. They're describing the fresh outbreak as a public health emergency with international impact. Uh, it said 21 cases of fever with hemorrhagic indications and 17 deaths have happened. It's the DRC's ninth known outbreak of Ebola since 1976, when the deadly viral disease was first identified, and then Zaire. In Geneva, the World Health Organization said lab tests in the DRC confirmed the presence of the Ebola virus in two out of five samples that they collected from patients. Is there major Ebola, like, you know, major dengue fever? <laughs> or is it just I think, Ebola? I think any old Ebola would be bad enough. Okay, <laughs> all Never had a relationship with a tree. Joseph Ray. Here's Dave Dahl. <clears throat> Hello, Dave. We got him, David Wallace Dahl. We're gonna rain. He must have stepped away. I'm gonna tell you about lava. Like to Wisconsin, apparently. Hey, lava, this is serious in Florida. Uh, no. Hawaii, Hawaii. Hawaii. 
the highest time, profile time that authorities successfully diverted a lava flow yeah. was for a slow-moving flow in Iceland threatening a harbor. For five months in 1973, workers doused the front of the flow with ice-cold seawater until it ground to a halt. That effort required 1.5 billion gallons of water, the equivalent of 2,200 Olympic-sized swimming pools or 450 million boxes of paper clips. I added the latter. I hate this. Don't tell me how much water it is in swimming pools. Yeah, we know how much. It was enough for you to tell me 1.5 billion gallons, and I would have said to myself, that's a lot of seawater. Building ditches or diversion channels might also work, but the investment and labor required would almost certainly outweigh the overall cost of the lava damage and also put more people in harm's way of the flow. Besides, lava doesn't really behave the way it does on the big screen. No. Uh, Who am I quoting here? I'm quoting Shannon Cobbs Nowotniak, an associate professor of geosciences at Idaho State University and a NASA researcher. You following that? Uh, we are. Nawataniak said lava is so dense that if your shoes wouldn't melt, you could probably walk atop the molten flow. Come on. The military has tried using explosives to divert lava flows, but that doesn't work either. Instead, the best solution is to evacuate the area and wait till the flow stops on its own. Then come back and discover you got nothing. All right, so you can't move it once it freezes. Most people's orientation on this kind of thing comes from movies. Is Dave ready yet? He's waiting. He's waiting. Well, Dave? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Tell us about lava. No, (laughs) I'll tell you about lava. The radar kind of looks like lava flow right now. Down to our south, a lot of yellows and oranges around the Iowa border, and it stretches all the way up to Mankato. There's development on the west side out around the um, Redwood Falls and Marshall area, and that's going to gradually push northward. And as it does so, I think showers and storms redevelop here in the Twin Cities. Uh, probably after the dinner hour, after about 6 p.m., we got a pretty good chance for showers and thunderstorms. They're going to last through midnight tonight and then taper off to just scattered showers late tonight and during the day tomorrow. So overnight tonight, down to 56. Nothing severe expected here. Could be some strong storms in far southwestern Minnesota. 68 for the high tomorrow, still with mostly cloudy skies some scattered showers thursday partly cloudy and mild 66 friday scattered showers maybe a thunder shower uh temperatures probably in the upper 50s to around 60 for an afternoon high so that's kind of a cloudy wet dreary cool day saturday though partly sunny for the fishing opener a 30 percent chance of a scattered shower and 62 mother's day all the way up to 70 and by tuesday of next week we're back up to 80 for the high Tonight, though, Joe, scattered showers and thunder showers redeveloping after the dinner hour and continuing on and off. And uh, temperature getting down to 56. Right now we're at 66, and I have the records for the day. May 8th. 90 on this date. 90. Way back in 1874. 1874. 28. 28. 1960. In 1960. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Rookie, where was I? You were at uh, lava and uh, the seawall that poured a lot of water on it. And now, uh, where did you leave Seven us? Olympic pools. Most no. people's orientation on this kind of thing comes from movies. It's a common enough trope in movies that we forget how unrealistic that is, she said. I'm quoting this uh, Shannon Cobbs Nowotniak. Uh, you're not going to sink into it like Golem in Lord of the Rings. Is it Golem or Gollum? You got me. I didn't want It's really not like that. It's slow moving and inexorable and strong, but it's not going to suck things down. The reality of the situation isn't lost on Hawaiian authorities as pe- uh, or the people who choose to live 
in Leilani Estates. Here, everyone knows the risk is real, largely because the evidence is all around them from previous eruptions. Cooled lava rocks from past flows are visible everywhere, and the entrance sign is made of chunks of a lava rock known as a a rough cinder-like heavy pumice. In 1990, a lava flow from the same volcano, Kaluuya, Kaluuya, destroyed a town. Today, the area is largely deserted and looks like someone paved over it with lumpy asphalt. For longtime residents, the memory of Kalapana remains fresh, even though the workers bulldozed the cooled. Well, I wonder how long you can bulldoze it, because I was under the impression that once it cooled, I mean, it's rock. You You know why people live there? Because it's beautiful? Uh, land in the lava flow zones is cheap. A small plot of land can cost as little as 7500 bucks. You mean, what? Check this out. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me I could be living in Hawaii? For seventy five And risking, you know? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, the wife knows a couple that just recently moved back from Hawaii. They're from here. She, huh. she worked with them. Mm-hmm. The cost of living is nearly 10 times what it is here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, inside Lilani Estates, where this lava flow is wreaking havoc, there's an ac- there's a one-acre plot available for 18 grand. Let's do it. And the sales listing made about 10 days ago makes no mention of the potential ja- danger. And all the lava you can handle. Right. Well, that property, <laughs> that property now appears to be covered in fresh lava. Uh, it's the lava sale. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> Eddie's crazy lava. <laughs> are playing about as well as you can play baseball. And we're only a couple minutes away from live Roycey. Yep. Oh, There's a hit. He'll be distracted. Why is he swinging at the 1500 ball? ESPN <laughs> is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. 63, bro. It's 63 degrees. I think Dave said more rain coming in this evening. 